congratulations to the top three finishers of the 2019 Chinese Grand Prix. In third place, Sebastian Vettel. In second place, Valtteri Bottas. And taking the 75th win of his career, his second win of this season, and his sixth win in Shanghai, Lewis Hamilton. Well, Lewis, it was a difficult start uh, to the weekend for you, but it ended perfectly. I was just thinking how delicious that was. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, really has been uh, an interesting first uh, three races. We as a team definitely didn't expect to to have had um, three one twos, but damn, I'm proud of, of of the work that everyone's done and to be a part of these results. Um, Valtteri's really stepped up this year and done an exceptional job. So we've been able to really, we're both delivering on the week on the weekends. A little bit of a struggle this weekend for me, but um, once I got into qualifying, uh, got a, a little bit more a, a bit of a shift in driving style enabled me to unlock a bit more potential of the car, which Valtteri was clearly able to do. And then um, the start was obviously great, which was really the the decisive moment I would say for the race and then after that it was kind of fairly straightforward I managed to have quite good pace today compared to uh, P2 um, practice 2 uh, long run pace so yeah really really happy with it and uh, you can see it's still relative, still quite close with us us all and I think it's just down to little small details of overall performance that's enabling us to, to come out with the results we, we, we're pulling How much work have you done on the starts since the start of the season? Um, no more, no more than I did in the previous year, um, but uh, it, it clearly is an area that I've struggled with, um, and it's not like it's only this year. It's been something I've struggled with over the years, and um, you know, 2016, you could say, was one of the worst. Uh, probably back in 2007, 2008 was also a really poor period of time for starts um, again, particularly against the Ferraris who were very very strong with it. Last year was actually a really strong year for me. I think I just finished second overall of, of quickest starts throughout the year to I think it was Carlos Sainz or something like that but um, arguably it's first but it's dependent on the GPS <laughs> but um, the first few races have been very difficult for me off the line so uh, it's nice to finally um, kind of redeem myself and, and rectify that and uh, nat naturally for the next 18 races can still be up and down but um, just have to keep working at it. Well many congratulations, well done Lewis. Valtteri coming to you, we've just been talking about the start, it was the decisive moment of the Grand Prix uh, do you feel your start was not quite as good as, well, Melbourne, for example? Well, you could for sure see it. You know, Louis had a better start. And uh, for, for for me, the problem was already on the formation lap start. Uh, you know, there was like a thick white line just just in front of my grid box. So when I, when it was still accelerating, when I went over the white line, I got, so, got some wheel spin on the formation lap start. For the race start... You know, I thought maybe it's going to be better with warmer tyres, but it wasn't. So uh, once I hit the white line, got the wheel spin, took too long to recover it, so lost a few metres of distance. So Lewis got me. That's how it goes sometimes. How was the pace of the car for the rest of the Grand Prix? I think the first stint, Lewis has pretty, had a pretty strong, strong stint. Um, I was initially close by, but obviously when you are behind, you are sliding a bit more, overheating tyres a bit more. I think first 
uh, yeah, after the first stint, second and third stint, very very similar, just about how much you were managing or pushing. So I think race start was the key, but Lewis did a good job on that. Uh, um, so that's how it goes. Okay, well done, Valtteri. Sebastian, coming on to you, your first podium of 2019. Uh, was the car where you wanted it this afternoon? Uh, I think we have to answer that one with no. Um, I have to answer with no. I think, you know, we had, we have a very strong car, so there's nothing wrong with it, but I think we're not able to yet put it in the window, especially for myself here and there. I'm not um, entirely happy yet compared to where we started off. So um, obviously the three tracks now we've been to are quite different. The conditions we had are different, but I think we start to see a sort of pattern and um, understand what, especially throughout the Grand Prix distance, understand what we need, um, what I need to really uh, sort of unlock this car. And um, I think these couple of weeks and the next weeks will be very important for us to, to understand where we need to go uh, in the next months. Um, clearly today we were not uh, as fast as Mercedes. Um, bit of a shame we couldn't get third and fourth, um, but uh, overall, um, you know, we, I think, optimized. There were stages in the race where we were stronger and stages in the race where we were weaker compared to where we wanted to be. You say that you didn't have the pace of Mercedes. How intimidated are you by the pace? of the cars, of the, the guys on your right? Nothing that shocks us. I think uh, at this point it's a question of putting it together. And obviously Mercedes had a good run with the first three races. I think in Australia we struggled to, um, with the conditions and, and uh, probably set up. Uh, I think we learned our lessons for Bahrain was a lot better. Um, still here and there, there are some uh, parts of the race where we, we are too weak. Um, and I think it showed again this weekend. So um, I think uh, we can be very happy with where we are on the engine side. It seems to be strong. I think overall our car is working. There's nothing wrong with it. But um, I think it's just about placing it in the right window and then being able to extract the performance that the car has, which I think Charles was able to show in Bahrain more than myself. And uh, yeah, seems to be there somewhere, but at the moment seems to be a bit more difficult to find <laughs> what uh, you know where where it is um, to be able to be you know a, a fair match uh, to to Mercedes at this point okay thanks guys let's open this up to the floor now first question please and remember to give your name and publication question to Sebastian have you asked the team to uh, um, to ask uh, Charles to let you pass if not do you think uh, it was fair to do that? Um, well, let's put it this way. I knew the moment that was happening that uh, I would have to have, I would have to face these questions. Not sure I want to answer because, you know, I'm a little bit the way against, a little bit against the way you, uh, all of you work um, because you take bits out of answers here and there and put it into uh, the wrong light. So if you ask me again in half an hour down in the paddock, maybe I give you a straightforward answer and you don't write it down or rec record. Seems the, way that there seems the way that not maybe all of you, but some of you are working. Um, but uh, yeah, I felt I was faster in the car. Um, I was asked uh, if I can go faster. 
I answered that I felt I can. I was a bit surprised when I was in free air that, not surprised, but I was struggling a bit to put the, the laps together. Um, once I found a rhythm, I think, uh, yeah, I was able to chip away. But, um, yeah, obviously the objective was to, to try and catch Mercedes. At that point, obviously, the gap was already quite quite big. Thank you, Sebastian. Next question, please. David Steider, Autobild Motorsport. A question for Sebastian. Um, there was an incident yesterday with Max Verstappen in qualifying. How did it feel to fight him today on the tracks? Well, yesterday was outside, today was inside, so uh, <laughs> I think uh, it's very clear, obviously, um, I went to, you know, see the Red Bull team after qualifying and um, they admitted a mistake by not telling Max, so I think he tried to put himself in a good place and he wasn't aware of the clock ticking down. Um, today I had nothing to do with it. Um, I saw him coming down the inside and... Uh, I knew that he would try something, so I was uh, already trying preparing the exit, which which worked well for me. And uh, into 16, I wasn't quite in the last corner. I wasn't quite sure whether he would come back or not, but uh, probably didn't make sense for him. So happy to stay ahead. And from that point onwards, I was able to to pull away the first lap. I think we got a bit unlucky after the stop with the McLaren. I wasn't quite sure what the McLaren was doing and whether where he lets me past. And so it allowed Max to be closer than the following laps. Thank you. Next one. Uh, Giles Richards, The Guardian. Question for Lewis. Uh, Lewis, given where you and the team thought you were in Barcelona in testing in relationship to Ferrari, now you've had three consecutive one-twos. Do you think they've really been scored against the odds at uh, this opening stage of the season? You, you think that they've been scored against the odds? And what do you mean by that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the last race probably wouldn't have been a one-two if, if uh, obviously, if they didn't have the reliability issue, we would have been a second and third or a second and fourth, whatever it was. Um, and um, and obviously with uh, the results, uh, you know, Sebastian also was quite quick also in the last race. So uh, it's difficult to say, but uh, we definitely got. Through testing, we knew that it was very close. We got the car into a window, but we knew that it was within a couple of tenths. But we did think that they had the upper hand, and um, I, I'm just not sure they've really hooked up a proper solid weekend just yet. But um, it was looking like it was going to be a solid weekend for them in um, in Bahrain, and then it uh, slightly tilted off. So this weekend, they they're a bit up and down throughout the weekend. I'm not really sure where they're losing out, but they're, they're gaining something like four tenths on the straights but losing out in corners. So um, it'll be interesting to see how long they adopt that strategy for in, uh, in the coming races. But there's still so many races, you know, where their car perhaps will be without Shinar's. They've still got the shorter car than ours, so it might work better in some other places that we're going to. But it's a little bit early to say, but definitely a 3-1-2s. I think it's... Um, <laughs> he said it's boring, but... Um, it's a little bit uh, above what, you know, I think we're over-delivering a little bit at the moment to that true, true potential, but there's still more to come.
Thank you, Lewis. Next one, please. Uh, Stuart Codling, Autosport. Lewis, um, th this is the first time since 1992 that one team has scored three one-two finishes in the first races of a season. Um, how impressive is that given the opposition you face compared with then? You know, in 1992, Nigel Manson and Williams were the only show in town. Obviously, Sebastian is aping Nigel's facial fuzz, but therein the similarity ends. Well, I was just saying to him, I, I can't grow that to save my life. Um, I don't know, I just inherit it from my dad. He doesn't grow much hair on his face, so I, this is kind of the maximum I can go, so I can't even really do a Movember like that. I have to stick one on. But, um, <laughs> um, but no, I think... Um, yeah, I actually didn't realise that it had not been that, but it, I think what's showing is just how... It, it's not been easy to get these three one-twos. The first race was perhaps a little bit more straightforward for us, but... Uh, getting the car to where we need to, it needed it to be to then deliver through the weekends. Um, and uh, I think we were a little, you know, definitely were lucky in the last race to position a one-two again. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't really mean a huge amount, but it's it's uh, definitely a real positive for us as a team. And uh, I hope that we can keep up this performance. We, you know, we know that we've got Ferrari knocking at our heels and we know that the Red Bulls, uh, they're, they're about somewhere. But again, you know, they're not delivering as a as a as a whole as we um, as we are as a team, and that's what it takes today. Just overall uh, maximum attack. So, be interesting to see how the next races go. Thank you. Next one, please. No, that's what I thought. I am, but you were tired. Hello, Panayotis Edanidis from uh, Car Magazine Greece. A question for Luis. Uh, Luis. We saw again you have huge uh, Team LA support. You have your mini me with you. Uh, for a, a little boy starting racing and dreaming about racing to where you are now, having such an impact all around the world, how does it make you feel? Um, well, actually, this weekend I met I met a young boy who's karting has won won a um, a championship, um, a minority, and and. Uh, it was really, he was 11 years old and he really reminded me of me in 1996 when I went to my first Grand Prix in, in, um, in Spa. And um, it was really cool to see, see myself within him and uh, see the smile upon his face. And, you know, he was in the garage uh, during the race today. Um, it is a really privileged position to be in and it's, it is quite surreal to to have youngsters and even adults come up to you um, shaking or you know nervous when they're around you, but there's such great um, energy and ultimately is a real strong pa platform to deliver key messages to uh, you know this position to inspire um, I feel very very privileged so I try to do it in the best way I can at the same time of living my life and making the mistakes that you do in, in life. But um, yeah, it feels like you're on cloud nine this weekend. From the moment I landed, got off the plane, and the fans just filled me up with joy, you know, and they have done all weekend. When I wake up in the morning, I'm groggy, and I get down to the lobby, and they're, they're outside all smiling. <clears throat> They've been there for at least an hour, um, and they're buzzing. And when I get home tonight, or uh, back to the hotel in the evening, for example, they're there again. And they travel so far around the world 
people save up and spend their money to go to all these different locations to support. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible, and it's very, very hard to put it into words just how, uh, how, how awesome an experience it is, but also how grateful I am. Thank you. Any more? Uh, David Koth Motilat, a question for Lewis also. Uh, you told us you were struggling with the car yesterday. How soon could you realize today that you had the car underneath you? Well, I didn't really have a, it wasn't like I had a choice. Once I got the start done, I was like, it has to be good enough. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I knew that Valtteri was really quick. The changes that I made in, qualif in qualifying driving style wise enabled me to be able to deliver fairly decent performance to at least match Valtteri. But um, once you're in the lead, it's, you can gauge it a little bit more. You can utilize your pace. You can see where your weaknesses are, and you can build and work on them lap after lap. Um, but after I got, I think, probably the first couple of laps, I, I, then all of a sudden I started getting in the groove. And I was like, OK, this, I've, got the, I've got the pace today. Let's see how, how I can keep these tires alive and deliver um, to the strategy that we're, we're supposed to be, which was supposed to be a one-stop. But then the Ferraris converted, which meant we then converted, and it was an interesting, um, an interesting play. But uh, really on point, the team and, and their decision to do um, a double stacking uh, pit stop for us today. I actually didn't even know he was behind me uh, in the pit stop. Um, but uh, fantastic job by the team. OK, well done, gentlemen. And a full transcript of this press conference will be available shortly.